Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hope is a never-ending gift that you can spread to the world. Hope for the good in others, and you'll find it in yourself. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia, and today the theme for our show is the gift of hope. And I'm Caitlin. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. Our co-host, Caitlin, has a wonderful input on hope. Take it away, Caitlin. Thank you, Asia. I am super excited to be back on Express Yourself this week for a segment of The Gifts of Giving. First of all, I hope that you're all enjoying the holiday season right now and you're looking forward to the new year because I know that I am certainly excited to kick off 2016 in just a few days. Since today's theme is centered on the gift of hope, I wanted to tell you about a time that I provided hope to somebody as I believe that hope is one of the most important things in the world. 2015 was a year of giving for not only me as an individual but also for my organization, Angels of God Community Outreach. I started the 501c3 charity in 2009, and ever since, my mission has continued to grow. We started off by simply giving out clothes through a set-up clothing closet. People in financial need would come into the Angels of God clothing closet and go shopping for the things that they needed but couldn't afford. The only catch is that everything was absolutely free, so the individuals who come to us for help are referred by social services, homeless shelters, schools, churches, and other local organizations. Eventually, we realized that toiletries and food were also needed within the community, so we started collecting and distributing that as well. Nowadays, Angels of God is still running that basic mission of clothing, food, and toiletries, although we also run occasional drives and collections depending on our clients' needs. Recently, Angels of God was informed about a young teen in the area who is battling cancer. So even though cancer patient outreach isn't necessarily our main mission, we knew that we wanted to help. Tommy is a 14-year-old boy who is currently battling leukemia. He was diagnosed on January 26, 2015, and he specifically has acute lymphoblastic leukemia and is currently receiving chemotherapy. Uh, since his diagnosis last January, he's only been home for three months, and the rest of the time he's been in the hospital. As of right now, Angels of God has over 10,000 followers on our Facebook page. 
So we decided that we wanted to use our social media outreach to spread this teen's story and have cards made for him. I couldn't imagine how difficult Tommy's situation must be, especially at such a young age, because I have a 14-year-old sister myself, so it really impacted me even more, and Tommy's story just hit me deeply, because I know at that age, that 7th, 8th grade, I can't imagine being stuck in a hospital. I decided that having the community send cards to Tommy would be the perfect way to cheer him up and send encouragement. Reading uplifting messages is a healer in itself, so we set to work and launched the Cards for Tommy campaign through Facebook. Hundreds of cards were sent to Tommy with beautiful drawings and poems and overall happiness on a page. Tommy and his mother were so incredibly grateful for the simple collection that we ran for him because even though it was easy to sit down and write a card, it really provided hope for him. Tommy's story is just one of the many outreach projects I helped manage this year, and it's just given me the utmost joy. If you want to make a difference and spread the gift of giving, it starts with you. So I think that you should make 2016 a year of giving and spreading hope. That is so awesome. I'm just, I just love hearing that you do that, and it, it just makes me really happy that somebody out there actually puts out that effort to do something what you're doing. And uh, with drives and... Um, just things like what you're doing. There is, there are food uh, drives, there are shelters that give out food, but I love hearing that you not only have your main goal, but you also have side projects that you do for the people. And that really shows that you're not just focused on one thing, that if somebody needs help, you're willing to do it. I love that. So what do you, do you think that volunteering is a good New Year's resolution? Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much uh, for that. That's so sweet. And I definitely do think that volunteering can be a great New Year's resolution, Sometimes it's really hard to follow through on resolutions, though, as they abruptly start on January 1st. I think that um, it's kind of hard to, like, start doing something right away. So, like any new goal you're trying to reach, I would recommend easing yourself into it. You can easily put out a Google search to find a nonprofit organization near you who's seeking volunteers. And then from there, you can set a goal to volunteer once a week or once a month or uh, whatever it is. Just making a regular commitment is a wonderful goal to have. Um, But I know that sometimes your schedule doesn't always allow it. So you can also look at one-time opportunities as well. That's really, really cool. I love that. Um, You know, about Tommy and the cards that everybody was giving out, I just thought that was so wonderful. And I think that really gives an inspiration for people to do something like that for the people that are in their communities. Do you think that making cards for Tommy was really a gift of hope? I definitely do think that it's a gift of hope. Um, When I knew that this week's radio theme was going to be gift of hope, I automatically thought of Tommy and the cards and seeing my whole community come together to spread joy and to give him hope. Um, I think that we kind of tend to underestimate those small gestures and we think, how can a couple words on a page or a little drawing really bring hope? But I think that when you're in a difficult situation, seeing that and seeing people send you positivity and send you encouragement can really make a big difference. I agree with that, you know, because in such a hard time like that, and especially in that kind of situation, you know, it can feel like you're kind of alone, you know, no matter if it's, you know, you're battling cancer and uh, Tommy's like Tommy's situation or you're in something else where you just feel like you have no hope. You know, sometimes you feel like you're alone in that situation, but having people gather around you and give you a sense of positivity and knowing that those people are 
rallying around you and giving you hope as much as they possibly can is just so reassuring. And I really appreciate anybody who does that. And with the season that's been uh, going on, you know, Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and all of that kind of thing, you know, it's really been uh, an atmosphere of giving and giving hope. And I really think we should utilize that kind of um, attitude and make that kind of a year-long thing. So what are some opportunities that we can take hold of, do you think, that uh, we can spread hope to others, not just during the, the Christmas holiday, but, you know, kind of like a year-round thing instead of just, you know, uh, kind of um, just leaving it uh, during the Christmas season how can we do this yeah i absolutely agree with that i'm so glad that you brought that up because i think it's so so true people are very giving and spreading hope and spreading joy throughout the months of november and Mm -hmm. december because it's thanksgiving and christmas and the new year um and that's so wonderful but i think that it's important to carry that attitude all year round and to have a giving heart and to have a hopeful soul all throughout the year um, and I think ways to do that is just little changes that you can do in your daily life. You know, simply smiling at a stranger and opening up the door for someone and, you know, little gestures where it shows that you care about others and you're spreading hope and spreading positivity around. I think that it can really make a big difference. Um, I think that people, again, really underestimate those small gestures. I know that I really take them to heart. Uh, if someone simply says hello or have a good day, it really kind of sticks with me and um, impacts me a bit. I'm like, oh, wow, like, that was that was really nice. And then mm-hmm. for the rest of the day, I'm kind of in a better mood. Um, I think that those small little compliments and things can really spread hope to others and show people that, um, you know, there's sunshine all around. I definitely agree with that. You know, there was one day where... I was at school and I had taken a math quiz that day and it was my last class of the day. Um, And I just, I got the quiz and I looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Because it felt like I didn't know anything that was on that quiz. And it was just a bad uh, quiz in general. And after that, you know, it felt like I was going to have, you know, a worse day. I just wasn't feeling it anymore. I was so upset that I didn't do good on that quiz that I thought I was going to do great on. Um... So I was just in a really bad mood after that, and then I went shopping at our local market, and uh, this person helped me find something, and after they had helped me, they are like, I really hope you have a good rest of your day. And it was just the sincerity in that wish, it really helped uplift my spirits the rest of that day, because I was thinking, you know, you know, that was just one quiz, you know, it's not going to determine the rest of my life, next time, just study more, you know, do better on that, and uh, really utilize the rest of your day to, you know, make somebody else feel happy. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Like, I can definitely relate to that. And I think, like you said, it's really um, the sincerity. And, like, when someone's being genuine, I think that it makes such a big impact. You can really tell, like, when someone um, truly means it, when someone is really wishing positivity on you. And uh, it can really turn your day around. Um, I know just a few weeks ago, I was doing my finals, <laughs> my exams for college, which was, like, so stressful. And mm-hmm. I'm a freshman this year, so it was the first time yeah. I ever had, you know, my finals. And I was, like, studying for weeks and so nervous about it. And I know that my university in particular, they 
just did so many things to uplift us. They had like an early pancake breakfast for the students. Mm-hmm. And I know one day they brought in puppies <laughs> to help distress, which I thought was so cool. Uh, I know some schools do that, like a pet therapy thing. And yeah. um, they did so many different things to really ensure that the, that the students would succeed and that they could do their best. And those gestures and those actions really went a long way and provided hope for me and definitely made me feel a lot less stressed when it took the time to actually go and take the test. I definitely agree with that. that my college did the exact same thing. Uh, you know, finals week came up and we were all just freaking out. You know, there was just kind of like a tense atmosphere in the campus because everybody was studying. Everybody was uh, studying just rigorously for these finals because it's a huge thing. You know, it's not like high school anymore. You take a test and, you know, oh, goodness, you know, I got a bad grade, you know, next year or, you know, um, the next assignment that I do, I'll use that to bring my grade up. Well, with finals, it's just really hard. So my college, you know, did a huge lunch for everybody that just came out of their finals. They had a giant catering order for the people that just came out of their classes with their finals and then that morning they provided breakfast for everybody and it was just like a really helpful um situation and it gave us a lot of hope and confidence for our for our finals it was really nice yeah absolutely I think that providing that hope really in the end will help you succeed because I know that I feel like I did a whole lot better uh Mm -hmm. simply because of the little actions that they took um I really feel like it made an impact on me, and in the end, I feel like I was able to focus more on my tests, and I just went into it with a better attitude, Um, and it relieved a lot of stress that I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of hope. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Welcome back to our uplifting, life-inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and today our show is all about hope. Our book smart reporter, Maria Wong, is with us in this segment, offering hope with reading. Hello, Maria. Hello. So, with the upcoming holidays and the need to buy gifts for all your family and friends, I think that gifts are a perfect Um, I think that books are a perfect gift for anyone, ranging from young adults to children to adults. And today I thought that I would recommend several books that all go around our general theme today, which is hope. So the first book that I'm recommending is a historical fiction, which you all know by now is one of my favorite genres, and the novel is Waiting by Hajin. Now, this book is really interesting as it's based off in the communist regime of China in the 1960s, where sterility and conformity are often encouraged, if not in fact imposed. The main character is Lin Kong. He's a very sensible and practical army doctor who is stuck in a conundrum. For the past 18 years, he has been having an affair with an army nurse, Mana Wu, while still married to his farmer wife, Xu Yu who he married from an arranged marriage when he was a teenager. And every summer, he goes back to the countryside as he lives in the city and tries to fulfill Mana's hopes and wishes that, sh- that he will divorce Shuyu so that they can get married. But every summer, as he goes back to the countryside and visits his daughter and Shuyu and attempts to divorce Shuyu, she agrees but then backs out last minute. And it's either due to her love for Lin, her doubts, or precautions about having a divorce as a single woman in the countryside. And she has high hopes also, just like Mana. She hopes that even after 18 years of Lin constantly disregarding her and ignoring her, that one day he will realize that why their parents arranged them and set them up. Because according to her, they could be a perfect fit. And what I really like about this book, and what I think any reader will really like, is that Jin has very simplistic but beautiful writing. And he's one of those writers where when he writes, it sort of grabs you in it. And it's very easy to understand, but at the same time, is very gripping. And throughout the whole entire story, you're sort of wondering, what does Lin really want out of this? We already know what Shuyu and Mana hope and wish for, but what will Lin actually set out and hope to achieve? Wow, that's such an interesting storyline. That's like you're kind of enthralled in what is going to happen between these two and um, wondering you know, what his choice is going to be. That's really interesting. Um, so how did the author, Hajin, come up with the storyline? So it's actually quite interesting. Um, whenever I read a book, I usually look up the author and see what their history is mm-hmm. and how they got inspired to write it. And when I was on his website, I saw that it was actually when him and his wife were back in China at an army hospital. And this was sort of based off a couple, an army doctor and an army nurse who waited 18 years to get married. Oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is really, really interesting. Um, And it sounds like a really interesting book overall, but what do you think was the most fascinating part of the whole entire book altogether? To me, I think the most fascinating part of the book was how the author was able to um, accurately depict both the Chinese rural countryside and the industrialized cities. And he actually changes his styles of writing that you can see, which is really interesting to even furthermore emphasize his point. Because whenever he's in the city where Lin works in an army hospital, it's very quick, um, quick descriptions 
and it just really emphasizes the bustle and hustle of the city, while there's more lengthy descriptions and a lot more metaphors and symbolism and slower dialogue, which I think really reflects the slower and humble life of a rural farmer. Mm. Yeah, there are books where um, it has like those love affairs or people who you know, really want to be together, but they just can't be, you know, like Romeo and Juliet, you know, they had that love, but they couldn't be together. What are some other similar books to this kind of novel? So there's actually this really cool book. It's a graphic novel, and it's called Boxers by Jean Lewin Yang. And what's really cool is about cool about it is that you get a box set. You get one graphic novel from the point of view of a Chinese boy during the Boxer Rebellion, and you have one from a Christian mm. missionary from England. And it just has really cool images and pictures, really funny dialogue. And I think it would definitely appeal to a younger audience also. There's also another book by Hajin called A Free Life. And once again, it goes back onto Chinese culture. But this time it talks about a Chinese family attempting to assimilate to American culture while struggling to open up a Chinese American restaurant in the Midwest. Mm. Yeah, there's actually, it's so funny, I don't know why this just popped into my head, I forgot what it's called, but there's a show kind of like that where this family opened up oh, a yeah, restaurant. Oh yeah, Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh yeah, Off the Boat, that is what it's that. called, that's right. Yeah, it's that based on ma- Eddie that Wong. Reminded yeah. Me, yeah, that reminded <laughs> me of it. Yeah, they're definitely very similar, both trying to assimilate to the suburban culture but at the same time being able to maintain their identity. Yeah. But I think through both of them, with um, hope and ambition, they're able just basically to prevail through all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it definitely seems like there is hope offered throughout the book, so it sounds very encouraging. Yeah, so um, the next book is a young adult fiction, and it's called The Language Inside by Holly Thompson. And this book is written in verse. It's basically a really long poem, which reflects back on the character Emma as she loves to write poetry. In fact, after moving... Um, After moving to the United States due to her mother's breast cancer and having to leave her homeland in Japan, which she's lived in all of her life, she's actually quite devastated. And the only thing that helps keep her going is her hope to return back to Japan as she feels like she deserted her friends in their time of need as a tsunami has just hit Japan. However, she is able to make friends and eventually fit in to the United States and, in fact, volunteers at a local elderly center, which gives her a lot of hope as she makes friends with some of the elderly patients and, in fact, helps them to write poetry. And as she starts to have these new hopes, um, one of the other ones is that she joins her local dance team and she's able to learn both about Cambodian culture and is able to actually go to the regional tournament for that. But as these new hopes emerge and she finally fits in, she's faced with the most difficult decision of her life, whether to go back home to Japan or remain in the United States. And it's definitely... Yeah. Um, You mentioned that it's a young adult fiction book. So what age or audience or group would you really recommend this book to, even though it's YA? I know that sometimes uh, YA books can apply to such a large audience. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of adults could read this, and I think younger children, 11, 12, 10, it definitely appeals to both a male and female audience. And I think anybody could really connect to it, anybody who likes books in verse or anybody who has experienced any drastic lifestyle change, as they can definitely relate to Emma. Mm. 
There's also an aspect of both Japanese and Cambodian culture, which um, is just really interesting as it goes a lot into that and how that has affected the lives of many. Mm. You know, she's been through some pretty difficult times, it seems, throughout that book, you know, definitely facing the dilemma of whether or not to actually go back home or stay and she went through the hard situation of fitting in in a new area. So how prevalent is the message of hope throughout, you know, showing that she was able to persevere through hard times? Well, when I was reading this, I definitely thought that hope was the driving factor of this book. Mm. From the start, she has several hopes. She hopes that she can move back to Japan, that her mother's breast cancer surgery will go okay. It's the hopes that drive her to keep on going. And as she meets more people, as she gets settled into high school and works at the local elderly care, long-term care center, she's able to just have more hopes and ambitions that drive her to become the person she wants to be. Mm -hmm. So just big or small, it's really, I think, the hopes that drive this book forward. And so, what are some of the other common themes throughout the book in addition to hope? Um, definitely one other theme, which I mentioned in another book similar by Hajin, um, is just cultural identity. Once again, trying to assimilate to American culture while still maintaining your own culture. Because she's going into high school, she definitely wants to fit in, makes friends. But at the same time, she wants to still be able to remember her Japanese, be able to communicate with her friends back home, and feel like she belongs in two places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely that's, hope. That's definitely hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like, we can deal with that kind of thing, you know, cultural identity. Even though we're not part of a specific culture, you know, we may have our own belief systems. Yeah. Or we have like a different environment that we grew up in at home. And once we're put into a different situation that is definitely, uh, uh, it's controversial to what we're used to, then we're thrown into something that's completely different. It's very hard to kind of adapt to that. Yeah, definitely. I would agree just... Even moving across the United States, right? You're set with mm-hmm. different culture, different slang. You're yeah. definitely a different place. And so, what was the? I think uh, we have another book that you you have for yes. us. Yes, what was that? One, one more book. This was a children's book. This was one of my favorite books when I was a child. It's called "Walk Two Moons" by Sharon Creech. And basically, it focuses on Salamanca Treehiddle, who goes on an adventurous road trip with her grandparents, seeing National American landmarks along the way, with the only hope of finding her missing mother. And on the way on this road trip, she tells her family a story about her friend, Phoebe Winterbottom, while also telling her own story. And throughout the novel, she's able to learn the importance of family, the importance Mm -hmm. of hope, and most importantly, um, of finding herself. Wow, that's really... Yeah, that sounds like a really, really awesome book. And it seems like all of these books have that underlying tone of hope. Mm -hmm. So how is hope a leading theme throughout this book? It's definitely a leading theme throughout this book as... Sal at first is hopeful. The only hope is really to find her missing mother. But throughout the book, she actually learns the real importance of hope and how difficult it can be to maintain in difficult situations as she's put um, through family deaths and both being lost in the middle of nowhere on a road trip. But throughout it all, it's through hope that she's able to prevail through all and gain new hopes and wishes along the way. Yeah, I like that. And it's really interesting to see, you know, even though they are different uh, settings and different stories, 
they all have the same aspect to them. You know, you're going through something really hard, but you have people rallying around you that give you hope at the same time. And especially when you're in that kind of situation, you're looking for your missing mother, but you have something around you that will give you that kind of hope and perseverance through something that is as hard and difficult as that. No, exactly. I think that if you're surrounded by hopeful people, loving people, mm-hmm. that will encourage you to keep on going. Just like how Sal is surrounded by Graham and Gramps who encourage her to keep on going. That yeah, exactly. You definitely, um, hope will always be present. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, uh, Maria, for giving us this insight on hope. And definitely your knowledge on these books is absolutely incredible. Support our show and these amazing segments by giving a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more info on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Caitlin. Again, thank you so, so much for sharing these book suggestions. I think that books are really, really awesome presents. Also, oh, yes, remember to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. When we come back from break, we will take it in a new direction. Don't go anywhere. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released interview stars on the red carpet and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see our reporters ages 7 to 16 will bring you a kid's perspective on these films kids first coming attractions is heard every tuesday at 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific on voice america kids sometimes we may sound strange but remember we're just kids with opinions you're listening to voice america kids You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of hope. We have our very own Hope Heals reporter, Zara Hassanein, with us. And since this entire show is about hope, it's the perfect segment for Zara. So I have a question for you, Zara, to kick off your segment. I wanted to know, why is hope a gift instead of a misguiding, overly optimistic force? I think... One thing that's kind of dangerous that people do is that they say that optimism and hope are the same thing. And I think that, you know, both obviously have their merits, but I think optimism is just more saying that, you know, things will work themselves out in the end. Um, but, like, with hope, you, th- like, take the initiative by yourself and say, yeah, things could work out or they couldn't work out, but I'm going to try and make it work and give it my best. Um, and, you know, if things, in the case that things don't work out, then you have that hope that you can start over and forge a new path and that can really lead you to reaching your goal. And I think like 
you know, I get that people might get kind of sick of that same Hallmark card type slogan, like, all you have to do is hope and believe and you'll have, like, the most (laughs) pleasing existence in the world. And I think, you know, obviously that's, like, oversimplifying life, but, like, Mm -hmm. the fact is that, like, the world is a pretty dismal place. And I think, um, really, life isn't just going to hand you happiness. You have to hope and try and hope and try. And even if all that hoping and trying doesn't work out, uh, like, you know, finding a new source of hope can be beneficial and it can um, help you reach your goal. And uh, really what, like, is there to look forward to in life if, like, there isn't anything that makes you hopeful, you know? Exactly. You know, you were saying, you know, the world is a dismal place, but you have to hope and try, you know. If you don't hope and try, the world is going to stay a dismal place and it's never going to create any happiness whatsoever. So I think, you know, yes, the world is a different, uh, a, not different, dismal place, but all the happiness comes from people that hope for happiness. Yeah, I definitely think so. Like, um, without, like, hope, you know, like, you can dream of happiness, but, like, it doesn't really matter unless you mm-hmm. really take the initiative. Try it. Action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if life really isn't all that great by itself, why should you be so motivated? Why should it be so motivated, positive, and hopeful? Why, why should you be those things? Um, I think, you know, like I said before, like, life isn't really all that great by itself, but I think people are the one that, people are really the ones that make life great, and if you're hopeless, then I definitely like, agree with that. Yeah, I think, like, you know, if you're hopeless, it's just, like, about as good as being dead, because I really do think that hope is a driving force, and it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that distinguishes between life and death, you know, like, if you don't have hope, then really, like I said before, what is there to live for? Yeah. Um, like- yeah, yeah like that cliche you know life is what you make it and it's yeah true. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. no it's definitely true you know like there's a reason i think that cliches like become cliches because they're like kind of true sometimes you know yeah but um and i think like you know i'm remembering the first time that i learned about existentialism in school everyone was kind of like weary of it because they couldn't even like consider the fact that you know maybe life doesn't have a purpose because that seems like such a bleak outlook and it seems like such a hopeless point of view but i actually found mm-hmm. some hope in existentialism because, like, you know, it says, you know, outside forces have no control over you. And, you know, because of that, there really isn't anyone whose rules you need to stick by. There's no one that you really need to impress besides yourself. And that gives you the hope that you can really, you know, be the leader in your own life and that you can be happy and create your own beautiful purpose um, because, you know, life really isn't going to give you anything. So, you know, know, um, and I also think that, you know, fiction might be fake and stuff but you know the reason people write it is because it really does relate to the real world and if it is anything like the real world then we see the story of like you know people who live in like the like darkest pit of a prison or something like and once they like finally find a source of hope then things work out and I think of like you know the old man on the sea and like great expectations and stuff um what's coming to my mind right now actually is the last scene from catcher in the rye and i know like a lot of people like hate that book and they hate holden (laughs) they think like you know uh, like whiny little rich boy like doesn't really have anything to complain about and i kind of have a little (laughs) yeah too um and like you know he's pretty annoying sometimes but like at the very end he takes his sister to the carousel i remember and he's talking about how kids always try to reach for the, you know, golden ring on the carousel. And sometimes they'll, you know, miss it. Sometimes they might fall, they'll slip. Um, but it's better than telling them that they should not reach for it in the first place, you know, like, um, and just making them hopeless. 
and like not even letting them try. And I think mm-hmm. that really does relate to the like real world because often it's like kids that are the ones that are so hopeful and people, you know, make fun of them for being just like innocent and naive. But like the fact is that it's also kids in like real life that like take the blows of failure sometimes less harshly because they know that they can try again and they can mm-hmm. with hope you know they'll be able to make it there and there are a thousand things yeah. that they can reach for that's so true and uh you know i think that it's it definitely struck me when you were saying how children are the most hopeful um i think that that's such a beautiful thing when kids are a bit naive even though you're right people kind of do make fun of that i think that that naive and that innocence is a really beautiful thing because it provides hope. So what kind of feeling do you think that hope gives people? Because obviously hope is such an important thing just to humankind. Uh, How do you think that makes people feel? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, it's really feeling of self-empowerment. And even though all the stuff I've been talking about really has to do with like individuals specifically, I think that empowered feeling often like spreads to all of society and hope for a better future is really what keeps movements, whether they're, you know, revolutions or, you know, like small scale changes. Hope is really what keeps that fervor going all the time. And people sometimes like write off hope as, you know, arrogance, which I think that's something that's really dangerous too. Um, And I think, you know, okay, well, (laughs) this like Tupac lyric comes to my mind too, because, you know, (laughs) I love Tupac, but like, uh, it's like from the song, Keep Your Head Up. And he says like, Mm -hmm say there ain't no hope for the youth, and the truth is, it ain't no hope for the future. And he's saying, you know, like, um, adults say that kids are, like, ungrateful, hopeless, and whatever, but then they don't realize that, you know, by saying that, they're making for a hopeless future because kids Mm -hmm. are the future. So, you know, um, don't just, like, write off hope as just, like, starry-eyed, like I said, like naivete, it's like actually something that's going to like drive forces in the future. And like when you try to like take the hope from people, I think it also takes out like the passion and will out of them. And, um, you know, yeah, I think definitely. Especially, you know, when you are emanating hopelessness, you're really, it's like the law of attraction. If you're going to feel hopeless, then, you know, it's, it's what it is. If you're hopeless, life is going to be hopeless. But if you're hopeful, life is going to be hopeful. And in a world where so many um, are hopeless, where can you derive hope from? You know, especially with everything that's going on in our uh, in our world right now, especially with terrorism or you know, um, you know, job failure, you know, unemployment, and just everything negative that's been going on. You know, I feel like we focus on that too much. Where are we going to get hope from all of this that's been going on? Yeah, I think it's really, you know, you get hope from your own ability and I think in humanity's abilities to, you know, have a positive attitude and stuff. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, they think that like, oh, you know, I don't have that much talent because I'm not a prodigy. Like, I'm not a music prodigy, I'm a math prodigy or something. But I think, like, it's important to recognize that, like, intellectual pursuits like that aren't the only thing that you can derive hope from. It's like you know, you can be a particularly resilient person and that can give you hope. Or you can be, like, um, a particularly kind person and that can be another source of hope. And so, you know, all these things always give you hope. And I think another really important thing um, is that you surround yourself with people that don't, like, bring you down, you know? Like, because often you can't really control your environment, but you can... Mm -hmm 
like try and surround yourself with things that you like and things that will make you hopeful and people that will make you hopeful. Um, yeah. And like, you know, sometimes it's hard because you're like, Oh, I hate everyone at my school or something. I mean, you know, (laughs) but like, (laughs) like, um, but like, I think it's a challenge, but it's also a rewarding and hopeful challenge to find, um, like connections that you can make with people that make you hopeful. Like, um, like I think of like, this is kind of a far-fetched example, but, like, you know, everyone's obsessed with that, like, new Broadway musical, Hamilton. Have you guys heard about it? It's, like, um, basically, like, the story of, oh. like, Alexander Hamilton's life, um, like, through mm. a musical, but it's, like, hip-hop. Um, so, you know... That's you don't interesting. Like, yeah, I know. It's, like, you don't know, <laughs> like, hip-hop and Broadway mixing, but, like, it's, like, oh, you know... Um, older audiences always come to Broadway and they've never really been exposed that much to, um, like hip hop and stuff. They always kind of write it off as like dangerous hooligan music. Um, and hooligan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, but like, um, younger people, you know, they're really into hip hop, but they don't necessarily always go to Broadway shows and stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, that like mix of like Broadway and hip hop actually like brings like the old and young to get together and it like gives I think both hope for the future that, you know, they have some of the same values, they have some of the same goals and that can really be a source of hope too, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think it's so true and it's interesting, you know, how people are so quick to um kind of put something down and uh I, I can definitely see the positive out aspects of Hamilton, but I guess some people aren't uh, exactly seeing it like that. Uh, And I think what's really interesting, too, about hope is that I feel like people are very, very hopeful as they're trying to achieve a goal. Uh, They're hoping that they're going to reach their dreams and fulfill all of their goals. And so once they actually do achieve the goal, what happens to that hope? Um, I think that, you know, that hope really does live on and the thing about hope is I think it's really an inspiring force because that like you know your revolution may be gone after 10 years you're like um you know the thing you did for your school may be gone after a year but that feeling that it gave people I don't think ever goes away um and you can't you know like um I think of like in history you know like with the abolition movement or something, you know, people might have not been that supportive back then, but that same hopeful feeling fueled so many other movements in history. And I think that really is the remarkable thing about hope that it never goes away. And once you've achieved your goal, you know, it's hard to, I mean, it's not hard to lose hope, but once you've had that hopeful feeling, you want to get it back. And whoever you affected with that hope, they also want that hope back. So I think it really is a, is a contagious force and it just lives through the centuries, which is what I think really makes it great. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, especially, you know, um, with everything that's been going on, it's easy to be cynical about things. Um, but, you know, we kind of have to push past that and really uh, get down to the hope um, that we can find deep inside that situation. Because even though it seems like all hope is lost and, you know, we have every right to feel cynical about that situation, you know, having no hope whatsoever, you know, it's, it's important to really dig deep and, and find that kind of feeling. Yeah. And outlook. I definitely agree. Thanks Zara for this awesome conversation. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. We will continue talking in our next segment about hope with our amazing art attack reporter, Brigitte Gia. During the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 
501c3 literacy and positive media charity. I'm Asia, and don't go anywhere as we continue talking about hope. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Asia, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of hope. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Thanks for staying with us here as we continue our conversation on hope. This has been a great show, and it's about to get even better with our awesome Art Attack reporter, Brigitte. Hey, Brigitte. Hey, guys. It's Brigitte, and today I'll be tying in art and the gift of hope. So hope is really inspired by art and vice versa. So if you got a lot of hope, then you can put it into your art. And if you see an artwork with a lot of hope uh, themes within it, then you can be inspired by that and have hope for your daily life. For example, autistic artist Michael Tolleson creates oil-like paintings with acrylics. So before the acrylics even dry, he's able to form his painting and make it look more oil painting-like, which I think personally is really awesome. And his paintings are really focused strongly on the emotional aspect of a subject, and he creates vivid scenes and captivating landscapes, which really kind of give off a feeling of hope. And since Tolleson is actually autistic, he's able to inspire his works, his hope within many people. And Tolleson's works really provide beauty and hope for audiences around the world, including, amongst the many, the autistic community. So since he's out there and he's an autistic artist and he's got so much to give to the world, he's really setting a precedent for people in the autistic community who have a lowered sense of hope. And he's really able to inspire hope within these people, which I think is amazing. And his accomplishments really show that one can overcome any obstacle and even turn an obstacle into a definitive aspect of one's artistic style. And so Tolleson has a style which kind of reflects on the struggles he has overcome, which I think are really inspirational. And he really inspires hope within the international community because he's been able to overcome his obstacles and create beautiful art. And so if an artist is has a bit of inner turmoil and really, you know, feels deeply about something, he can kind of put it onto a painting, first of all, releasing all of his feelings, and then maybe being able to overcoming 
oh, sorry, able to overcome his fears and his troubles by putting it onto a canvas or into whatever medium he's working with. So Tolleson has actually established the Michael Tolleson Savin Art Center, which create, contains offices, spaces for the creation of art, and offers different cl art classes to people of different ages. So the center actually also allows for autistic children to create art and express themselves, giving them the kind of resources and time that they need to really expand their horizons. And they, the center also gives space for the creation of new and inspirational works of art. And so if you're an artist working at the center and you're either, for example, you have a lot of hope to give to the world, you have a space in which you can create an inspirational piece and put all of your hope into it. And you can then just kind of push all of your hope to the general audience and maybe inspire a lot of people. And if you're an artist who's maybe down on his luck, doesn't have much hope left, then he can go to the center and look at all these children starting their paths, um, going on this right path towards becoming an artist or towards creating their own world. Then you as an artist can really be inspired by this and really be given hope by these young children being able to create their own art. And so the center is a symbol of hope for children with mental disabilities, as well as an area where artists can kind of create their works to inspire hope in others. And on this subject, artists can actually also create works that symbolize hope. And so, for example, Michelangelo's David shows both the resplendence of the era in which it was created, the Renaissance, and kind of displays the biblical symbol of hope against overwhelming odds that the subject David himself represents. And so, in the Bible, of course, David battles against the Philistine giant, Goliath, defeating him with a slingshot and a stone. And so this really shows that David kind of represents, you know, somebody overcoming overwhelming odds that really have put others at an end and being able to succeed with his own skill and knowledge and belief in himself. And Michelangelo really channels the hope that David represents and puts it into his sculpture, David, and he, with that, he's creating a figure which has inspired hope in others for centuries throughout the ages. And the statue has lasted, and I think you can go see it in Europe. And it's a beautiful work, and it's inspired many people throughout the centuries. And on that subject, inspiring, personally, I found that landscape paintings, created in the Impressionist era specifically, inspire more hope and serenity. And personally, like... As an individual, I really do find that landscape paintings are very beautiful and can inspire hope within an individual. Because especially impress impressionist landscapes kind of seek to portray nature in its truest form, blending, you know, bright colors and using the impasto technique to really create light and beautiful works. And Impressionist landscapes use color palettes that inspire people, that maybe blend in more whites and golds, and makes the painting just look so beautiful. And the perspectives used in Impressionist paintings really seek to inspire as well, because you've got maybe like a horizon, and then you've got a path stretching towards the horizon that makes the audience feel like they're on their way to something. And so that's really inspired hope in many and personally it inspires hope in me when I see an impressionist landscape and how it's set up, how beautiful it is. And 
fireworks as well. Okay, so maybe you're asking, what do fireworks have to do with art? But the thing is, I really think that fireworks can be categorized as a form of art because you've got so many patterns and colors and just beautiful, you know, things set off in such an infinitesimal like time frame. You've you've got you know all of these beautiful, bright, booming colors and. They only last for a few seconds, but there's these intricate patterns that they're put in, and they're always set off on celebratory events. So on New Year's Eve, you can see different colors and patterns lighting up the sky. And personally, I interpret fireworks to be a definite symbol of art and hope for the common populace. You've got fireworks being set off on New Year's Eve when hope for a new start, a fresh beginning, is really strong and concentrated around this day. And so fireworks have definitely come to be related to the hope and sense of new beginnings at the start of a new year. And you've really got the sense of just beauty exploding in this infinitesimal little second, but you've got these intricate patterns which are just going off. And then that, I think, really does inspire hope in people. You're, you've got these loud noises accompanying the fireworks, which chase off all your, you know, all your bad happenings, all your gross events, all those things that you weren't so sure about. And the boom of the firework wipes that away, and then you get this beautiful pattern that lights up your New Year's Eve. And then you've got a new source of fresh start and beauty. And fireworks are just a work of art in that way because they inspire hope in people and because the intricate patterns that you see are infinitesimal. They just go out and they inspire hope in many people. Mm. I definitely agree with that. You know, I loved how you were talking about fireworks and it just made me think of 4th of July. And every year Mm -hmm. on the 4th of July, we get ready We get all our food, we get all our blankets, and we get everything that we can possibly think of that we want to bring. And we go to the fireworks show, and, you know, we're having a great time for about an hour or two before the show Mm -hmm. even starts. You know, we're just having family time, friend time, just having uh, an opportunity to just be together and kind of... kind of sit in the moment of, you know, Mm -hmm. we are a free nation... We are able to celebrate on this day that we are an independent nation. And that just gives me a whole lot of hope as well. That we, as a nation, Mm -hmm. are free to be individuals. And that gives me a lot of hope. And it gives me a sense of encouragement um, as well. And right when those fireworks go off, it's just an awesome feeling knowing that this is my country. And it's just a wonderful feeling knowing that we're able to celebrate something like that. So when you mentioned the um, fireworks and how you know, beautiful they are and how inspiring they are, that just made me think of that. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, you can also feel within those fireworks the hope that our founding fathers maybe had mm-hmm. for this country. Yeah, and where we were going to go with it. Exactly. And especially, you know, um, this just came across as another thought. You know, I have mm-hmm. every single year of high school, I took an art class. I tried to take any kind of art class that was offered within that high school year. Um, I t- I've taken ceramics, I've taken painting, um, drawing, uh, just drawing classes. And every teacher of mine always inspired me to do my best. And even if it wasn't my best, they always said, if you want, you can create another one. Or you can use this one as a sense of encouragement 
to improve something. So they always mm-hmm. had a certain kind of hope in me that I would always do better with something else that I did. And the farther that I went on, the better that it would be and the more that I would improve. And it's just those kind of things, especially in art class, you know, not everybody has those kind of skills. So it kind of gives an opportunity when you have a teacher like that, you know, letting you know, like, hey, not everybody's perfect. Not everybody has those wonderful talents that some other people may have. But no, I think you, that's so true. Yeah. Especially yeah. You know, you, you know, have with- your own individual talents that you can use by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's really yeah, inspiring. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm, it's so great that you had a figure like that who could really, you know, push you to have new hope for yourself and for your mm-hmm. artworks. And I yeah. think that's really just great. Yeah. And I think uh, it's so interesting that you bring up the fact of having a teacher instill hope in you, because I think that actually just reminded me about how, in general, teachers are such hopeful figures in many students' lives. And Although I never took an art class, uh, well, I did, but it was a it was a while ago, middle school. I didn't take one in mm-hmm. high school, but I just know how important a hopeful teacher is because even though it wasn't art, um, I remember taking a math class and feeling so so confused and so um, frustrated with the topic. But then having the teacher actually explain it to me and take the time and instill that hope is so important, whether it's art or math or. English or just general life, I think that hope is always a common thread. Exactly. I definitely agree with that. Brigitte, uh, you are the coolest way to end our show. I love it. We love hearing all of your wonderful knowledge about art and how you so cleverly intertwine it with our theme each week. It's absolutely genius. So thank you thank so you. much. Uh, sadly, you. we have no more time, but we will talk more next time. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia. And I'm Caitlin. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btfya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be hopeful, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would like.